Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, hope you cakes up. London with the beat, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you'll be both in. Hi. I'm Lara. I'm Carrie. And this is Sexy. Sexy. Unique. Unique. Podcast. podcast regular 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 ass podcast ass vanderpump podcast rules ass. ass podcasting a vanderpump rules quarantine edition <laughs> secrets <laughs> revealed which not much secrets were revealed 
maybe a few secrets were revealed. Honestly, like rewatching the episode to take notes, I realized that it wasn't as good as I truly did think it was. But what was good was great. What was good was Charlie. Yeah, Charlie really needs to just like be the star of next season and then have Mm -hmm. everything revolve around her and like how many people will worship her and how many people will hate her. Well, I was, I, I think I was so, I was like, why do they deprive us of the fight between, which we'll talk about later, but between Dana and Charlie, like I was like, Dana was giving me something other than being like, I'm too above all, you know, the fray and like the fighting to, she was like going into full, you know, defense mode. And she was, she was being like hostile. And I was like, this is actually compelling. Yeah, and, like, if you had that, like, if you wanted to cut the Brett and Max stuff down after their, like, racist tweets, like, why did you not replace it with all this drama between Charlie and Dana and, like, Danica? Like, why not just keep Brett and Max in, but every time you see Brett, have Charlie talking shit to him and make him look like an idiot? Like, I really think that Lisa Vanderpump... I don't know if she, I mean, it seems like she has a lot of like alliances or she stands with Brett and Max hugely and especially Brett. Like Brett is like her pet at this point. Oh yeah. You know, she went to production and was like, make him try to make him look good at all costs. Yeah. Like I know he made a mistake, darling. I know he made a mistake, but he's a sweet boy. Yeah. I'm like, because you need like some butt boy around at all times, like fawning over you, like get a grip. You are literally a lady. You are literally a grown ass woman, like truly the most grown a woman can be. (laughs) You do not need like a Brett hanging around to like make you feel alive. Just because Ken is like, has one toe and like the river (laughs) sticks. Does it mean that you know you? Does it mean you have to surround yourself with like fresh? She's like a vampirix. She's like the hunger. She's like Catherine Deneuve in the Hunger. Yeah, I don't trust it. I'm like, what is the deal? Also, like you could find, like you would think that Lisa has the wherewithal to just do a quick background check of like anyone's social media, like. I have a friend who like can get background checks on anyone. Like she, I'll have her like run background checks on like people all the time. Like you, <laughs> no, that's a lie. Actually, I just <laughs> I love that. Is she in the CIA? Is she in, no? Like, but the like N- you can pay. Like the point is, you can pay to like a service to just run background on like everyone. Like she found like all about like Bo's bankruptcy and whatever, and like. Oh yeah, no. There, I have friends that are really good at that. Like, yeah. it's pretty. It's also very accessible. But you can have like, someone comb through social media and decide whether someone's being racist or not. Like that seems like step yeah. one these days. I mean, in a, in a very dark theory, maybe they knew that and they wanted it to be some kind of drama. I don't know. Yeah, I That's, mean, or they, or in an even darker theory, they, they don't care. And they don't care. I think she doesn't care. (laughs) I mean, it seems like she doesn't care that much. I, but like, uh, I mean, we can get into it, but I was, I was just like that 
five minutes of fighting between Dana and Charlie, I was like, this is gold. Yeah. That was better than like, 95% of the entire season of the show. And it made me actually, I was like, I wanted to see Dana on my screen when she was like that. Cause she wasn't, she wasn't being like aware of the camera. She was just being like authentically like going at it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that's what you sign up for. Yeah. Also really fast. Did you see, I guess Dana and Kara from Vegas were having like some kind of exchange on, on Twitter. Media? No, I didn't yeah. see it. She said something like, even Sheena, even your bestie Sheena telling you it's too much. Like, we're used to it. Like, we're used to people trying to get in and, like, start stuff with us. I was like, okay. You're used to it? Literally, you yeah. did that. <laughs> you literally, like, sucked Peter's dick in the bathroom to, like, get on the show. Oh, my God. Speaking of Peter, I felt, I felt for the first time vindicated in my lust for Peter I was talking to someone that I trust yesterday and he agreed. He out of the blue, we were talking about people we'd fuck on Vanderpump. And one of the first people he said was, he's like, I'm horny for Peter. And I was like, Oh my God. Finally, someone like I felt seen. And I was very happy because he got it too. Was he, is he gay? Yeah. Okay, the gays have a, a real lust for Peter. Like, I think that's the only reason Peter has remained on the show is because he has a rabid gay fandom that follows Maybe, him wherever he goes. I guess he does. He kind of looks like a gay, like you'd see him in a gay porn. He has, like, gay porn energy, for sure. Like, he's, beef, like, he's like, a kind of beefy, hot. Long hair. Long hair. He's kind of, like, he's virtually hairless from the neck down. Yeah, he's, he's like fal he's like Falcon Day era porn gay porn, like just guys fucking in like a backyard in the hills. <laughs> I could see him like on the dance right? floor at like a circuit party or something. With his shirt off. Shirt off, short shorts, his tank tops like tucked into the back of his shorts. Oh yeah. And his he's hair like dancing on the dance floor with his arms up, and then he kind of like pushes his hair behind his ears and he just like smiles and that's where i really like see peter in that light i'm getting peter chills like channeling my own energy and i can i understand it you get it i think i I think you're on i think you're on to something though about i think it's like a gay thing yeah that's so the gays have eyes for peter the gays The hills have eyes. The hills have gays gays for Peter. Speaking of gays, it's almost, and speaking of Vanderpump rules, it's almost Pride Month. Mm -hmm. What's everyone (laughs) doing for Pride? (laughs) That sounded like I was like segueing into like some kind of ad. I have nothing to say about Pride. I just said it. (laughs) I I just said, I literally, I was like, (laughs) go. Imagine. Speaking of speaking of pride, it's always pride. as May comes to an end, June begins, and we all know what that means. I'm confused. It's pride month. Someone's already. People are already saying it's Pride Month. I'm like, wait, I thought it was June. What? <laughs> like no one knows are, anymore. I, people were. There were already like, <laughs> like visible gay, you know, gay uh, LGBT 
spokespeople are already saying happy pride month. And I'm like, okay, are we, are we now saying like the month is starting now and then going like, is that what they're saying? June <laughs> I like that, that people are now just taking liberties to skip over the last four days of May. And there are certain folks are already living in June. Well, we can't skip over this specifically the final day of May because it's no, your birthday. The se- well, the second to last day of May. Oh, second. Does May have a 31st? May has 31 days in a cruel oh, wow, twist. I didn't know. Yeah, the last day. I don't care about May 31st. I just care about May 30th. But May 30th is like feels final. Yeah, it's a final. It's when We could do without the 31st. Down. I'm neither here nor here. I'm ready to go move on to Pride Month on the 31st. <laughs> Happy Pride. I'm like. It's May. It's it is May. I'm May. like, hey, it's May. It's, May. it's still First May. All, we need Robert. We need Robert to weigh in on Twitter. Oh, Robert on Twitter. <laughs> I had to unfollow him. He crossed the line for you? No, I just like. He's one of those people I feel like I can just I should just watch from afar. Like you check in with him every once in a while and get like a good hit, but you don't need it constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, maybe that. a little too a little too negative. Maybe a little too like I'm all about like making fun of people who deserve to be made fun of, but sometimes it's like a little too But I I, I but you know what? I appreciate it and I he's we need someone like him. So it's yeah, it's a space that he can occupy, and I'm happy for that. Um, really quick, I want to shout out Trisha. <laughs> I want to shout out Visa Mastercard for sponsoring <laughs> our Pride <laughs> on Sex Unique Podcast. Bank of America, Citibank, and Bank of America, Citibank, and Chase Barclays. Sapphire Barclays. <laughs> I would love to thank. I would love to shout and out Sotheby's. The Credit Union, Experian, <laughs> TransUnion, Sotheby's, Western Union, Western Union, PayPal, and for the Golden Corral for sponsoring Pride Month, <laughs> and Shakey's Pizza for sponsoring for sponsoring Sex Eating Podcast Pride Virtual. Pride Month. I'd love to shout out CVS. CVS. CVS I'd love to shout out Rite Walgreens, Aid. Rite I'd love Aid. To, I'm, I'm doing. A, I'm pointing with my toe. I'm going Pride Month. Da da da. CVS. CVS. Friday. <laughs> CVS. Restoration Hardware. I'd love to Pottery thank West Bond. Elm. West. I'd like. To, oh my God. I'd like to thank West Elm for Pride. I'd like to thank CB2 Jonathan Adler. Is huge on Pride. <laughs> Jonathan Adler, King of Pride. I'd like to thank Starbucks Coffee Bean. And I'd like to also shout out, shout out to um, Blue Bottle, Blue Bottle. <laughs> shout out to Blue Apron, shout out to, shout out to Freshly, uh, Fresh Direct, Whole Foods, <laughs> shout out to Ralph's for really bringing it. Shout this out to Trader month. Joe's, <laughs> shout out to Vons, shout out to, shout out to John's, shout out to American Airlines, mm-hmm. shout out to to Frontier, shout out to. Uh, Spirit Airlines. Shout out to Expedia.com for really (laughs) making Pride Month pop the fuck off this year. Shout out to Kayak. Shout out to um, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Best Western. Shout out to (laughs) 
Shout out to Airbnb for bringing a lot of love into Pride. Shout out to Crown Plaza Hotels and the Marriott. to Courtyard by Marriott Properties. Courtyard by Marriott, but not regular Marriott. Yeah. Courtyard Courtyard by Marriott. Mm -hmm. And also the Hilton Garden Inn. Yeah. Huge. I love the gardens. (laughs) Sorry, what were you going to shout out, actually? No, I I was actually going to shout out Trisha Iglesias and Kayla Ortiz for purchasing birthday items for me. from the wish list and then from just like sephora i love it amazing what was it like a makeup um one was like a really nice like green clean 50 spf sunscreen that'll come in handy and then one was this lip balm oh i want that it's really nice it's the lanage berry lip balm and uh, sheet masks for my butt but cheek masks. sheet masks where wow. you just i don't know exactly how you keep them on like if you just have to lay down and you slap them on for like 20 minutes and you don't move but i thought they were just ass. regular face sheet masks and then i was like that's nice like i love it but then i looked closer and i was like oh they're actually for your ass cheeks there's one sheet for each cheek i love that yeah so they're really clutch so your ass, all summer, your ass is going to be just glistening. It's going to be pride ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ass is, my ass is max, max, masked up. My Soft, face, not only is my and face sparkling up, for pride. My ass is masked up. <laughs> masked I love on. that. I want to get masks. that. Yeah. I didn't even know that they made those, but now I know. Well, I'm gonna Happy get birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Simon got, he's got it before, but it's this like, I'm going to suggest it to you and everyone listening. It's this like, it's called like Aztec clay. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, and you add vinegar. You add apple cider it, vinegar. And oh. it's very affordable. It's like $10. And it's intense. Yeah. It'll I, I did it last face. night. Isn't it crazy when you take it off, your face gets super red and you're like, what have I done? And then it just and, is like, it sucked all the dirt out of your pores. You look fantastic. Yeah, and like, thank you. And like, you just, it actually makes you look younger. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it like molting on your face. It's like. Yeah. It, it goes like this. It dries you out and then you just have to like really moisturize. Dry as hell. I need to do I need to do an Aztec journey. It's hard to wash off as the only thing because it just like kind of has gooped up in the sink or whatever. Mm. So sometimes I just have to. Yeah, it's like it's it's a commitment, and it's, it's also it smells it smells like vinegar, which is not my favorite smell. Yeah, but you smell like really the salad. Does. It gets it gets the job done. Yeah. What else happened? Well, we're in week ten of quarantine. I think. This is true. This is kind of what hell feels like. Oh my God. Lisa, I figured out what happened. Someone tried to break into Villa. Uh, oh, someone tried yeah. to break into Pump. And one of the readers was driving by right when that guy was being arrested. Oh, yeah. She sent us that she video. She sent us the videos of her being like, Lisa's up to no good again. And someone was getting like cuffed and put in a cop car. And then now it's out. But I'm like, this was, I don't trust it. 
Why are her restaurants always getting broken into? Someone broke into Villa Blanca like not too long ago. Who would want to like break into Villa Blanca? Literally like a mentally ill person. <laughs> I know. I would. I mean, that's that's literally the last place I would go to if I wanted to break in somewhere. If you're looking for not like, even... expired rosé and old crab meat, go over to Villa Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> break on in. And like cafeteria seats. The yeah. seats in Villa Blanca are like. It, they're like senior facility home, like it's very lunch seats. at the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've had lunch at nursing homes; they're not that bad. But this, oh no, this it was is the not... best, one of the best buffets I've ever been to. <laughs> and you love a buffet. <laughs> we all know about the one thing about me is I love a buffet, and I you need a glass. Going to a regular lunch at the nursing home. Um. That's crazy. I wonder what they were trying to do in Pump. Also, did you see someone posted that Lala was like at a rave in Arizona? Uh, Lala and Rand ending up in Arizona is like the, it made the most sense. Like I wasn't even mad when I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, you belong there. Like you guys are just like Arizonans at heart. Yeah, they should like live in Scottsdale. They should just move to Phoenix. They are really like Phoenix energy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they would be like the, they're like the wealthiest people or like the glam, most glamorous people yeah. in Phoenix. Like, I feel like they would fully thrive there. Phoenix society. No shade they, on like, if you live in Phoenix, like I'm blessings no. to you, but blessings. Like, My aunt you have to Phoenix. admit, if you live in Phoenix, you know that Lala and Rand would be like the most glamorous people in your city. <laughs> She'd be the talk of the town. She'd be the toast of Phoenix. <laughs> she, Queen she B, of Phoenix. <laughs> she has BPE energy. Big Phoenix Big energy. Phoenix energy. They are truly a Phoenix power couple. <laughs> I'm truly not sh- like I I know people from Phoenix. My aunt lives in Phoenix. Like looks I've always been curious about Phoenix and sandstorms. <laughs> <laughs> There was a video a few years ago of a giant inflatable pumpkin around Halloween from like a car dealership, like getting blown away <laughs> and like bouncing through the streets of Phoenix. And I was all about it. I love Phoenix. Phoenix. But Lala, the last Lala would, time I also, was in Phoenix, I really almost melted down about being in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spend. <laughs> I don't want to be Cole's, there. What I did Cole Scola say? <laughs> Oh, Cole, he says, you don't spend time in Phoenix, you lose time. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my Phoenix journey. My Phoenix journey would not be as glamorous as Lala and Rand's. My Phoenix journey would be I've been priced out of California, (laughs) but can't live anywhere cold. So I just find myself a desert rat in Phoenix. And like it would be dusty and crusty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lala and Rand, they are truly the prince and princess of Phoenix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To all the Phoenix listeners, we love you. We love you so much. Love and light to you. There was there was a there was a uh uh one of the BPE. bachelors is I think lived in lived in big PE BPE lived in Scottsdale like that was where he starts out in the beginning and mm-hmm. and at the end I think there's like seven girls left this one girl who was like from New York and like seemed like she went to like NYU or something 
she just she was not she was she had brown hair she didn't fit in and she <laughs> you thought like she was he really liked her like it could have kept going mm-hmm. and one day she knocks on his hotel room and starts crying and just goes i can't live in scottsdale <laughs> and she I goes relate. i have to she goes i have to leave and he goes uh, uh, okay and then she just leaves and i was like that's queen you have to know what you want in this world there's no there's no shame in really being honest with yourself taking a long look in the mirror and coming to terms with the fact that you couldn't live in scottsdale wait so okay so do you know that like why were they just like at a club like what the what they're quarantining there like what's going on i'm not super following their shenanigans like i randomly will get like tagged and stuff and then i saw that she was like sitting on his lap somewhere in phoenix or they were like maybe geotagged as being in arizona and i just assume that they're in phoenix because of the bp they both give off but like i i don't know i really can't with their shenanigans i mean lala's was Lala's like a mild like, I corona. think turned into like a corona truther. Rand is trying to make his film. <laughs> That's why she, she's joined Q she's joined QAnon just for like justice for Rand's film. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that to come out. Their friendship with Kate Bosworth is truly wild to me. What the fuck? The only thing I know about Kate Bosworth is that she has two different colored eyes. Yeah. Forgot that Lala still has a beauty line. Wait. Well, oh, well, I do know that also Kate Bosworth's husband is like a director. Yeah. And I think he is like Franz with Randall on it. Mm hmm. Okay. That might be one of the only people who gives him jobs anymore. I mean, Randall books. Randall is constantly working. Say what you will about the man, but he has like a film coming out every year. Are they good? Nah, but are they happening? Mm -hmm. Listen, he gets his little fanny in the same group cluster as Scorsese. He scuttles around. (laughs) He's always, he is like the tortoise in the hair where you're like, okay, Randall, but he's just, trudging along in his little tortoise shell and he gets shit done randall pedals his bussy like <laughs> right up right onto the can red carpet to the venice film festival next to the likes of fucking john travolta randall's and killing martin it. scorsese didn't randall produce the irishman yeah but the irishman sucked ass i'll say i it. watched I watched 20 minutes and had to turn it off. I'm sorry. I tried to watch that movie three times, and I have never experienced a movie that was so potently, <laughs> like, ambionic to me, like, where it just put me, it knocked me out. <laughs> I could not, I could not stay awake. I would keep waking up and being like, okay, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then rewind and be like, okay, I'm locked and loaded, like, here we go. And then 10 minutes later, I'd be like, <laughs> like, I just could not do it. B-A-E, big ambient energy. Big ambient energy. It was I, I didn't... Who was it? It was Bay. Bay. Who was it for? I think it was for, like, for old, like, boomers? Like... Boomers and, like... Straight, straight, like, people who write for, like, IndieWire. I guess. I really am not clear. It felt like a... 
It was no casino. No way. It was no Goodfellas. It was no Departed. No. And then I just rewatched Departed because I was like, this is really bumming me out. Like, I need to pick me up. So I just watched Departed instead. Departed was cool because it felt there was like kind of like a queer element to it. Yeah. They would have like docked. Damon. I think Damon was gay in the movie, like Closet. Mm-hmm. And I think Nick Nicholson was gay too. I think Nicholson was like a whole as a whole. Yeah. Damon was like. Fuck me, daddy. Yeah. Fuck me. Fist me, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And Leo was like, Vera Farmiga. (laughs) Vera Farmiga. I really have yet to (laughs) truly understand Vera Farmiga, but. (laughs) I have. I have BV. I have. I kind of have BVE. Yeah, big Vera. Big Vera. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop. I have big Vera for Mega energy today. It or is, I'm just sort of like you're channeling Vera. Like I like her, some, but I just don't. I don't understand. Talk about someone who books. She books constantly, but doesn't books- it feel like she came out of nowhere? Like she, I, I love. To me, and please correct me, actually don't correct me if I'm wrong, like I'll Google it, but it feels like she just like showed up at 35 and was like, I'm Vera Farmiga, and then got cast <laughs> and everything, and then has like fully ruled the world since she did. then. And I, <laughs> it's, Vera's, it's Vera's world, and we're all living in it. <laughs> Vera's world, we're all just living in it, and like that's that. And I'm not mad at it, because I truly, like, <laughs> as a fellow like middle-aged woman what the fuck <laughs> up i'm like i respect ah, you just went, ah, ah. that's you what were, vera were, does to me <laughs> <laughs> that's what vera does when she's alone she goes ah, is vera vera, vera. <laughs> i'm afraid that i'm gonna look over and she'll be standing at my window right now going she she did just arrive <laughs> well she was in she was in the departed i think that was like her first oh no my god you know what movie she was in first what because i just rewatched it the manchurian candidate jonathan demi's remake with meryl streep and denzel oh she plays a, a minor role but a significant role and she has a watery death in that movie okay along alongside john voight at the hands of leave schreiber <laughs> Wait, and so she just, like, blew the fuck up after that. And then she was in The Departed, and then she was in Up in the Air. Oh, yeah. Which she, she was nominated for an Oscar for. So that was her... That was Vera's year. That was the movie that, like, every... Like, fucking Anna Kendrick got an Oscar nomination, and, like... Like, I liked... I liked that movie a lot, but I will always... I will always resent it for putting... Anna Kendrick on the map. <laughs> I will. Ne- I like have not been able to go back and like truly enjoy it because of my feelings of resentment. You know what I'll say? I my comment about Anna Kendrick is for the last. Let me check. I need to confirm it's still like this. She hold please. Mm-hmm. She is big uh, yes! energy too. <laughs> Anna Kendrick, her Twitter header photo is like a stock photo of a lighthouse. It's been like that since 
she start, she she made a Twitter, and I've it's one of my greatest. Yeah, I'm looking. It's truly sinister. That's a message. That is a message, and she's been sending it for the last like decade, and no one's taking notice. Hmm. And this is her bio: pale, awkward, and very, very small. Um, she is incredibly small. One time, I found myself standing next to her in a parking garage, <laughs> and I was just like, "Ow!" Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you went like this. You went. You went. Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I picked her up by her little shirt shoulders, and I was like, "Excuse me," and then placed her down. <laughs> Why were you in a garage with Anna Kendrick? I was at some, I think it was like a producer's guild event or something, like a screening of some sort. It was some, there was some sort of industry-esque event. And then we both mm. found ourselves in a parking garage and I was like, oh, ooh. oh, That's me every time I see a celebrity in L.A. Oh. oh. Whoa. I had the hey. same reaction when I saw Kate Bosworth once at Barney's, who truly was the thinnest person I've ever seen IRL. Like, at first, I was just like, who is the thinnest person I've ever seen? And I was like, it's Kate Bosworth. And I went, Oh. 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 Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just seeing, just seeing someone like mildly famous be like, I can't handle I'm imagining Zeke <laughs> what I would do if I came across Anna Kendrick in a parking garage. I too, I think, would go, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. My stomach hurts. I'm crying. <laughs> I have no choice but to react in that way. I can't handle it. Oh, I <laughs> that was me when I walked by James Franco outside of Jones, outside or Dave Franco outside of Jones on, on Santa Monica and Formosa. I went, oh, Ooh. <laughs> he walked. He walked by me and got into his car, and I went, oh, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. There are some celebrities that just bring out the Kim Richards within, like where you go full Kim whenever you see them, and those are those people. Ah. Oh, ah. Who is this thinnest person? 
Oh, it's Kate Bosworth. Ah. Truly, I've never again seen someone. So, it was a, so singular burn into <coughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. I've... It was like, uh, ooh, me big. <laughs> you little. <laughs> ooh, you. You 23, me 31. You tiny. Me huge. Ooh. Yay. Bye. You... <laughs> You have a full set of hair, and I have, <laughs> I take Propecia. Ooh. 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 I'm on Lexapro. You, you have purse. <laughs> and me have clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your brain goes into, like, caveman talk. You're like, oh, <laughs> base, base human talk. Full Tarzan. Oh. Oh my god. Uh, what? Lars. <laughs> I can't. Everyone listening to, I think, knows what we're talking about. There's just certain people. Listen, you know if you know. Like, I think you know what we're talking. <laughs> you know what we're me talking. Me at the Grove seeing Anna Kendrick. Oh! Yikes! <laughs> I gotta get out of here! Oh! Oh no! <laughs> you fully like limbo walk away. Oh, <laughs> I like. I do like a. <laughs> I do like a a little like a, e, a little tap dance. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like. What else are you gonna do if you see Kate Bosworth in public? You just have you just go ah. <laughs> Ooh, it really throws you, takes you by surprise. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yikes. Whoa. <laughs> These ladies uh, just standing around. That's what so I call small. them. <laughs> yep, that's definitely a lady. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Yee. Yee. Whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to be, <laughs> we need to be like, <laughs> hospitalized. <sighs> All right, let's keep going. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Uh, so we just took a little. <laughs> Lauren had to take a, like a two minute breather because we were we had, we just got possessed, <laughs> possessed by the ooh, energy. <laughs> needed to bring it down a notch. Listen, there's a place of Nunca, there's a place of Woo, and there's also a place of oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we went into. Listen, I've been in a place of woo since I moved to LA. Yeah, I've uh, like I'm just like basically existing in that place now. Oh, especially in core. Basis. Yeah, especially core has really brought out, brought that side out of me. Damn. So, well, speaking of quarantine, so this the whole this... cast has been quarantined. It's really weird to see to like know that they are going through the same-ish things that we're going through. Like, I don't oh, think I know. of them being, like, quarantined. No, they're, like... I can see them, like, still doing errands. Yeah. You know? I think of them, like, wreaking havoc on the world no matter what's happening. 
I love Lisa in the beginning going, hello, can you hear me? Her face that she makes when she's trying to figure out how to FaceTime someone is going, oh. <laughs> hello, hello? Oh. can you hear me? Hello. What's oh, going hi. on over there? She hi, shouts. Hi, hi. Yeah, and I was like, say what you will about Katie, but her Secrets Revealed makeup is on point. Katie looks amazing. She looks incredible. Didn't she post about, like, how she's kind of, like, gotten back into shape and... I guess she met a nutritionist and... Or met with a nutritionist and then lost 20 pounds. I'm like, honey, give me his number. Yeah, me too. I was inspired by that information. (laughs) Me too. Because I... I, Because that's, like... I think I was reading that at the time where I was like, I have to give sugar up. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Katie. Katie looks great. She looks like she's thriving. Yeah, it seems seems good. Seems things seem well for them. And we find <clears throat> out that the first secret that's revealed is the moment that Tom made her a truly disgusting fish dinner for their date night. It was like kind of cute and hot to see him making food. But the bar is very low so with him. Raw. Yeah, it looked it looked like like place of salmonella. Yeah, I was like, I don't <clears> trust <throat> this, and I think he knew it because he just ordered fried chicken as a backup. And then she, Katie goes, "This is the most romantic shit ever." <laughs> I was like, well, mm. well, Schwartz also reveals that they haven't had sex in like five months. Did he say five months? Yeah. No, he says we. Well, he said, we've been in the house for five months and we still haven't christened it yet. So he was, so Tom is like, he cooks her this dinner. He puts balloons everywhere. He like makes it cute. He's, he's planning on like setting the mood so they can fuck. And it all backfires because even though Katie is definitely like charmed by it, when they get the hot wings, Tom's sensitive mouth can't handle the heat Mm-mm. and he has sort of like a, a reaction to the heat and he immediately goes well that's it i definitely can't have sex now he sabotaged that yeah and then katie goes i guess we could just go lie in our bed and lay in our bed and look at our phones and i was like i mean i do that sometimes but it's like yeah i mean there's, there's a no, time and a place there's just I mean, we kind of reveal that, I mean, they're like basically like openly admit that they just don't, aren't like sexually attracted to each other. Yeah. But they just like Katie later, she's like, Tom and I, we just kick it. We like lay around. She was like, Tom's idea of romance is competitive eating followed by like a coma. But I'm also like... I think if you have not had sex with your significant other in five months, there's a big problem. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, there's an intimacy issue and there's also like a lack of something going on. Yeah. Like that's, it's normal in the sense that a lot of people fall into those patterns after you're with someone a long time. Like it's hard to like, get all revved up to like have sex with them because it just is like that you're just fucking the same person forever. But like still, no, it's and also like break yourself out of that pattern. And you would think like 
I would think like buying a new house, like the first house you've ever owned, like that would get me horny. Yeah. But they're neither <clears throat> of them is particularly like sexy sexual and sexual. You know what I mean? Like you even look at their their kind of the home that they make for themselves and like the decorations that he buys. Like it's all very like children's section of Target. Yeah, and I think I think their baby voice stuff, like I think it all sort of um I think it all kind of builds on it piles on top of each other that like this is like a fairly sex lit like all relationships the sex drive like for most I think like you said earlier like kind of lessens over time mm-hmm. but <clears throat> there's you still should have moments of like wanting your partner mm-hmm. and they don't seem like they want each other no, it seems more like a I, sandbox playmate than like. Yeah, maybe that works for them. And like, I used to think it was just Tom that didn't want, but I think Katie also isn't into him either. Uh, how are you going to get turned on by Tom Schwartz who can't even cook a piece of fish? Yeah, he's pretty inept. And also, there's a shot of his like dirty feet. He's just not like a man. Like, he's not like a man. You don't want to be no. like. It's like. It can. He does have like a boyish attractiveness element of him that's like the kind of guy, but it is like the kind of guy that you like meet at a bar and you're both kind of drunk and like you silly, like sloppy make out. But like he's not a man. He doesn't know how to like seduce you or like step into his own power. And so it's like, why do I want to like have just like floppy fish sex with this like (laughs) guy with dirty feet? Like I'll pass. I too would be like, "Mm, that's fine. I'll look at my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's Schwartz definitely has like the vibe of like a guy you make out with a Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. And like the parking lot. And like, then you try to find them again and you just like kind of are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You like miss maybe miss wrongly put down his phone number like his facebook is private because he's like married and then you're just like whatever i want katie to get like i would love for her to get like hit on by just like a hot fucking guy that's like that takes her out of this marriage like i want her to have an affair and like fall in love with a real man like i want her to fall in love with like um who's that guy why can't I think of his name? He's like married to Lisa Bonet now. Oh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like I want her to be with like a Jason Momoa yeah. type of guy. Or yeah. Just, or someone older and like, just like a, who is like self-assured and like can do his own laundry and like can make, you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. just like a, just like a real man and and a man who can like fuck. Yeah. Cause Schwartz, I mean, at one point there's like a, montage of her being like yeah your dick doesn't work I, yeah i think he's like he seems like a very lazy lover to me I've always said that it's very much like you lay there while he like flops on top of you who do you think's the best at fucking in the like of the guys sandoval for sure yeah i'll bet james kennedy is pretty good too when he's not I think, drunk i think peter's weirdly good <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And I think Jax has a has a great dick, probably. 
I think not. I'm multiple people. Really? Like, yeah. When I was doing pump podcasts, multiple cast members came on and talked about how Jax's dick looks like a melted down volcano. Oh, so it's like a chody kind of thing. Well, I think it's like just it's been worn raw and like kind of I think also he's like he doesn't make a lot of bones. I mean, I think he's had like a lot of STDs. So it just is like kind of taken its toll on the dick. They said his dick hole's really big, I think. His urethra? Like, I just remember, and I think if you are a patron and you've listened to all these episodes, there's multiple references to Jax's volcano dick. His cock hole is huge. His massive urethra. <laughs> Literally, that makes sense. I mean, wow. That's, I mean, he has, I just think that's you... why he's... He goes through life knowing that he has a giant urethra. Yeah. I mean, the chances are, it's like the kind of, it's like the. I, I know what you're talking about. I can like picture a it. Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein dick, where like both of their dicks were like oh. wild, but like they don't care and they still just like fucked whoever. Yeah. I think I'm, it's a by the similar way, dick energy to that. Not that I'm saying that Jax has done any of the things that they've done. I'm just finding like those are the two people that pop into my head with like notable unclear dick energy i side note i started watching the, the epstein oh my Netflix God, show and it's really hard to watch i'm gonna watch but, it this weekend and then i'm gonna temper but, the darkness with selling sunset oh uh, selling sunset by the way the season season three they show the the preview for season three at the end of season two and it looks actually wild Wow, like, so it's like a, being a ramped up. It's like a ramp up into just like psychosis. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. <laughs> what the main girl, the main like head queen of the show, Christine, actually followed me on Twitter recently and like started tweeting at me with gifts of herself. Uh- <laughs> and I was like, so I followed her back. I love that. A union. Imagine but, um, in heaven. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. 
Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who has siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. I preloaded pictures on it, and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data, and the fact that I was able to break through, and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. 
Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. But yeah, the, the Epstein documentary is everyone... I think it's probably important to watch. Even though it's it's like... I say probably because it's... It's not like a light watch. So Does if you explain it's a, like I feel like I read a lot of stuff about him. Where does it go? Does it go deeper into like the mechanics of how everything yeah. worked and like his? Yeah, you you talk. Um, I'm on episode two, but they 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 interview a lot of the young girls that he was paying for sex when he in Palm Beach because he would again trigger warning. I know like it's 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 a not an easy subject to just be lightly talking about but he you find out that he moved into Palm Beach and then was preying on teen girls from the high school in West Palm Beach which is like more middle class mm-hmm. he's like vulnerable teen girls and then paying them to like have sex with him and like his cohorts yeah and they were all like 14 and 15 and then he, and he would pay them to recruit their friends yeah. So yeah. they they you you talk to some of these women who are now in their like 30s and 40s and they just it's like very I mean they're so brave for for talking about it but they're so like broken from it. And it's really hard and fucking Jelaine Maxwell is an evil demon. Yeah. Who I hope that they I hope that they find her someday cuz she is as bad as he. I hope they find her and she sings like a canary and outs like everyone involved. Because you know, like Prince Andrew, there's no doubt in my mind he was fully involved. I think Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. And I think Hillary absolutely. knew about it, probably. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. I'm there's sure Harvey no Weinstein probably way. knew him at some point. I think if you're ri- like very, very wealthy and running in those circles, you know full well it's very much like you're like, oh yeah, he like loves like teenage girls or whatever. And they talk about his obvious friendship with fucking Donald Trump because these two like, because they actually interviewed James Patterson, the writer, because he mm-hmm. lives in Palm Beach and he's like a Palm Beach like he's oh, like Mr. Yeah. Palm Beach, and he. They kind of discuss, and then we'll, sorry, then I'll stop talking about it, but they kind of discuss Epstein was like kind of just a poser who like, like they, they call him like new money and that he, he moved into this historically like old money Palm Beach enclave and tried to like establish himself there, like just like Donald Trump did, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they, they were obviously like immediately friends because they were both like fame fuckers basically and like wanted to be considered and like the upper echelon. Yeah. And so like Donald Trump was definitely like, so anyway, at Mar-a-Lago and all that. Yeah. I think the ties, his ties run way deeper than anyone could ever even imagine. And speaking of ties running deep, we have Jack's FaceTiming. And he looks like a melted out or a methed out Wolverine in quarantine. <laughs> Jax is like, I'm so like, I was just 
watching him in these videos, I'm like, oh, you know that you look like a total psycho this season and like you're in quarantine and you're trying to like be like, hey, guys, how's it going? You know, yeah, like he was playing. So I was like, fake. shut, stop. Yeah, it's completely inauthentic and like terrifying because it's laced with rage. Laced with rage and desperation to seem like not oh. dark hearted. Yeah, lean into the fucking darkness. It works for you. Like it's worked better for you than trying to be not dark. Yeah, he's actually less dark when he's like openly admitting to being like evil. Yeah, he just has to embrace his shadow. No, and then just maybe by embracing your shadow, he can actually find some redemption, redemptive qualities in himself. Yeah. Instead of trying to be... His secrets revealed is that he will never allow himself to be alone with him and Britney's kids. Oh, yeah. They're talking about procreating, which was... Which is, like, good fucking luck with that. Britney literally is a fully blown, like, alcoholic. Like, I think just fits exactly the description of what an alcoholic is. And, like... But then he's like, yeah, you'll know, you can't leave me alone. Like, there always has to be someone else, like, or you'll be home all the time. And it seems like I would buy it if they, I mean, maybe they've talked about this before, but it seems like they don't talk about much in their relationship. So it's not a stretch to think that, like, this is the first time they've ever had a conversation about, like, how they would want to raise their children, like, what their parenting style would be. Yeah, you know, it almost... I almost saw the a flash of I mean this is just my theory but like a flash of OCD and cuz I kind of I have some OCD and I I feel like Jax already has like intrusive thoughts about like hurting his kids or something mm-hmm. or not being or able like, to handle not being able to handle it and I think he's I think it's actually coming from a place of like like terror at the idea of like being responsible for a human life Mm-hmm. And I think he's already because it seems like he has like major like obsessive thinking. Yeah, he's probably already working these scenarios, and he's like, "Oh, what if I uh, leave him and leave him in the car?" You know, or like some kind of shit. And he's already like, because I think at his core, Jack is Jack's Jack Jack Jack's Jack is like a he he loves to punish himself. Yeah, he's very self destructive, and I think he's like self flagellating. And I think this the, that was. Him being like, you can't leave me with, like, I think it's like he doesn't, he doesn't trust himself. So why would he trust himself as a dad? Yeah. And he wants to reinforce that narrative, the negative narrative that it's like, you can't do this or you're not good enough to do, to like, be responsible for a child or. I just think it's a horrible thing to say to your wife or like your, any, or your partner, like who, who wants to clear, you know, have kids yeah, this is something you would speak on in therapy, not in front of a camera crew. But these also sounds like he's really coked out. So he could have just like he's so congested in this scene that it's like he could have just done a fat rail before they filmed. And now he's just saying this like because he seems like the kind of person that just says <laughs> random things out of nowhere. Like the night before you were lying in bed and you were like, I can't wait to have kids with you. And like. When I go grocery shopping, he's like, I'll watch them and like, we'll play football in the yard. And you have like a beautiful night and you kiss and go to sleep. And then the next day during filming, he's like, leave him alone. Like, I'm not doing that. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where was this last night? Yeah. Like, I feel like he just says things out of nowhere. 
Yeah, and also I um I love that he had a cold. Also, <laughs> there's did. there's a <laughs> in the season three teaser for going back to selling sunset, which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> they they show that one of the girls, Chriselle, who's married to Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. They got divorced recently and they like show her it's like part a big plot is like their divorce. And mm-hmm. they did this like they inserted this AVR or whatever to um <laughs> this is narrator going, Chriselle Strat and it's it sounds like someone has a <laughs> like a AI has a cold. And it's the also it's I was screaming. Oh it was my like, god, yes. Chris, the world is reeling over the news of Chriselle's Strauss's you know, sudden separation from hus- from TV star Justin Hartley. And it's like, it's clearly like real. a robot. <laughs> also, like, what world was reeling? Like, I don't, I've never heard of these people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, everyone in the world knows about our divorce. I was like, honey. The world has six billion people in it. And like, maybe a hundred of those people care about you specifically. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Jax, that was a weird... It was weird. He told Brittany she's not going to be a single mom, but she's going to be pretty close. <laughs> Which is truly a bonkers thing to say to your newlywed wife. I love it. He's already Abusive. planning on planning on being a distant father. Yeah, great. Can't wait. Amazing. To yeah. Stassi and Sheena meet up at a tea parlor. Well, Sheena and Stassi. When they FaceTime, I got so triggered by Stassi's echo in her house. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, her house is fucking huge now. Like, her her voice just echoes in her lofty home. I think also she doesn't have any furniture right now. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't that <laughs> jealous of, like, her, like, echoey house. Because then when she FaceTimed with Katie, I just was like... Oh my god, this house is like filled like shabby chic is like the vibe of this house. And I truly like I can't with a shabby chic moment. No, I'm not into the decor. I'm into like the I was just like triggered by like wow, she Like it's a big house. Like she owns a house it. in the hills, yeah. Um, but Sheena's like, yeah, I'm Sheena's FaceTiming, I think, from her Palm Springs house. Mm-hmm. And she goes where she told us she was going to on her show. Yeah. God, it's so crazy that we got to see her like right before all this happened. But we've been um, with Sheena through thick and thin at this point. I feel I actually feel like bonded with her from that. Me too. Like I'm now just like a diehard Sheena stan. This podcast is just gonna become shenanigans. Lara Marie Shane Hall's shenanigans, and it just is a podcast of me fawning over Sheena. I'd listen. She goes thank God I brought that wine to the tea store that day. Cause what else would we have drunk? And then you cut to them meeting each other. And, and they look like they actually have fun. Yeah. Like they're friendly towards each other. I like seeing them like hang out and like get tea. Like again, I was like excited by the scene and the fact that like Stassi was like, yeah, that Dana girl, like finally it was like, we got to see that Stassi doesn't know her. Because they never did that. Like, they would just cut... They would, like, have Dana and Stassi, like, talking at an event. And it's like, do you even, like, know each other? You're literally just, like, being posed as though you're friends, kind of. Yeah. What was she saying about Dana? Dana, like, 
Dana said she could fully see herself in a relationship with a woman once she met Sheena's best friend, Janet. Oh, oh yeah. So the big secret is Stassi tells the story of Dana telling her that in a span of 24 hours, she confirmed her bisexuality. She was like with Max and then she wanted, then she met Janet and she wanted to have a threesome with Janet and said also that she knew she was bisexual because Janet, like she met Janet and realized that she could be in a relationship with her and then asked Janet if she wanted to have a threesome with her and Max. And I'm like, okay, Dana, like, I wish they had shown more of Dana just being truly sketchy like this. Cause I do think it's weird that Dana is like targeting all these people that have been like more in Sheena's realm than Dana's realm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. Like obviously if Sheena and Max are broken up, he's, they're both fair game, but then to like, kind of be like, Oh, it just feels like, even if it's true, are you, tr- what are you trying to do here? Yeah, I think anyone, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Are you trying to fuck everyone in my life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that is really weird. Also, I just thought it was like, I'm not, I believe her that she's bi, but I was like, I thought she talked about, she. so she said that she it, she met Janet and then she was like, oh, I'm bi. I think she was maybe not sure if she could, she was attracted to women, but maybe not sure if she could be in a relationship. with Right. Oh, and then okay, she okay, met okay. Janet and was like, Oh, I could definitely be in a relationship with a woman. Right. And is Janet gay? I don't know. Janet seems like the real voice we haven't heard this whole season. Yeah. I want, I want I'm, this wild card. Yeah. And then Stasi shares a view on threesomes, which, was troubling to say the least she goes aren't threesomes just something where you're so shit-faced and then it just happens like no one chooses to have a threesome you just do it when you're like almost black yeah. i was like Stassi. her views on like sex and sexuality are like very like a kid like it's like right on teetering on the ledge of like rape at all times <laughs> Yeah, that was that was, I was really. Like, honey, I was no. like, I went, I went. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, honey. Yeah, she was not a fan. For being like, but... no one could possibly ever choose to have a threesome with someone else. I know it was. Okay. It was truly weird. Sheena was like. <laughs> she was like, what? Man. <laughs> She didn't, but Sheena didn't really like him either, right? I don't know. Well, Sheena had said on her podcast that she like never enjoyed sex really. Like it, she never had an orgasm until very recently, like in the last year or something. So I think sex was more of a performance for her than really like pleasurable, which is an interesting thing. But I'm into like the emancipation of Sheena Shea. Who made her orgasm? Was it Robert? Parks Valletta. It was Robert Parks Valletta. That's maybe that's why she was so maybe like and attached like, to him. He allegedly took her anal virginity, which is like a big deal. Yeah, and also like he played with her heart. Mm-hmm. 
He played with her uh-huh. heart and mounted a TV. He mounted a TV. In seven minutes, and things were never the same. They had anal sex with her, played with her heart, mounted a TV, and then had a home in studio. Yeah. Had a home in Studio City. And is the brother of Amber Valletta. Which is the most interesting thing about him, in my opinion. Same. I'm like, get me closer to Amber, please. A queen. Whatever it takes. A true supermodel. A true, Uh, one of the most iconic supermodels in the history of modeling. She was in like Shalom Harlow's era, right? Mm -hmm. She was like 90s, uh, 90s waif era models. Was Jamie King in that era? Mm -hmm. I've been going down a real Jamie King K-hole recently. She has a wild Instagram. I saw her. She and I have the same birthday. And I saw her at a restaurant. That was my uh, that was my last. Oh, whoa. Oh, I would I saw, fully. I, I saw her at a I saw her at a Japanese restaurant. And I went. I looked and I went. Oh, whoa. <laughs> what, yeah. what? Oh, oh. <laughs> I went. Oh. And then I, just, I, I backed up against the wall and went. And then my body just my body just just went down the hall went down the wall and then around the corner and then, and then into the it scuttled away. I send only good vibes towards Jamie and I root for all supermodels. Let me confirm that she and I have the same birthday because I think we do. Yep, April twenty third. Uh, I love it. A fellow a fellow Taurus queen, my my Taurus sister. No Kristen in this episode. Oh my god, yeah, no Dodie. What's Furious? What's hmm. Hmm. That's pretty rude. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Lisa and Jax are FaceTiming or Jax FaceTimes with Lisa and you see Brittany. Oh my god, is that a Theragun? Yep. Ugh, I'm so jealous. Get it. It looks amazing. Oh my god, I want one so bad. So good. Um, who FaceTimes Lisa? Jax. Jax FaceTimes Lisa, and you see Brittany scuttle past in the background. She's like, ha! And then runs away, and he's like, Brittany, you're my vodka. And then Lisa's like, just have to shut down my business. This is so hard. And then you have a scene of her suspending Danica. Brittany in the background goes, ha! And she runs upstairs, closes the door. Turns off all the lights, draws the vertical blinds, and just sits in the corner and goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a little rat. <laughs> she sticks to the floorboards in the corners of the house, like all through quarantine. She's basically like yellow wallpaper, like the very last scene in the yellow wallpaper where like the, someone walks in and the woman's just like crawling around on the floor, like muttering to herself and has like fully lost the plot. Is like Britney now at week 10. She crab walks everywhere now. Oh, she crab walks to the fridge and then pulls out the ice drawer and where her, where her <laughs> tequila is stored and pours herself a little shot, shoots it, and then crab walks away. Because Jax goes, Britney? Brit! He hasn't seen her in days. He'll lose track of her for days at a time. You hear. (laughs) 
Hey, Brett. Okay, just, just stay up there for now, okay? I'm just, we need to. I gotta talk to, <laughs> I gotta talk to Lisa. <laughs> She's gonna. And he was like, uh, I think she's uh, I think she's in the pool. And Brittany crab walks into the pool and then just sits on the bottom of the pool for hours. <laughs> and let that little bubble like crabs do when they're underwater. Yeah, she but, just sits there. And he's like, goes outside and he's like, well, sun's coming down. Like, you're going to get out of the pool soon? And then just little bubbles come to the surface. And then just Brittany's been sitting at the deep end for literally like the past 10 hours. Jessica goes, all right, I'll, I'll leave the lights on under underwater. Come up at, come up before bed, at least. And then Jax just kind of, like, leaves a plate of chicken wings out. <laughs> <laughs> and a little dipping like thing a of, little, of ranch. Yeah, some chicken wings, some ranch. He leaves, like, a little bottle, like, a mini bottle of vodka or a mini bottle of, like, tequila for her. And all of a sudden, you just see there's silence, and then you just see just Brittany's claw <laughs> hand come up, <laughs> drag it into the pool, and then go to the, go to the bottom again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she and she just goes like, <laughs> and then like little like chicken bones, yeah, little chicken, chicken bones, bones pop up, up. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the surface. She stayed in the po- the bottom of the pool for two weeks now. <laughs> just, when you go under it, she's like this. She's only come up to FaceTime for the Secrets Revealed episodes. And then it's back yeah. to scuttling around. Yeah, Lisa's like, it's so hard to be closing all my businesses down. It's so hard. It's hard. Um, <laughs> I was like, it wasn't that. It's not that hard. Like, you just shut them down without telling anyone. And then, like, you haven't didn't tried to, anyone. like, you didn't pay anyone. So that seems pretty easy. That seems like kind of the best case scenario for you and Ken as business owners. You know, I was a little bummed they didn't talk about Schwartz and Sandoval, like, raising all that money. Oh, why would they? They don't want to bring attention to the fact. I mean, that would just bring that's attention true. to the fact that they didn't pay any of their employees when they shut their restaurants <laughs> that's, down. That's and then very true. Left it to two people that own collectively 5% of that restaurant to like raise money for the employees. Yeah. One of their restaurants. If you, want to raise, if you want to pay them, then darlings, you must find a way to do it yourselves. You must do it then. <laughs> It's been hard for me. It's, it's been <laughs> right, hard for me. Isn't she like in her garden at this point? She's like in her one of her. She's like in her huge closet. It's been. I'm been in the closet for two days now. I'm reorganizing my closet, and you see it. It's like completely trash. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to send Rosa- what's the, what's her Rosia. We have to send Rosia home. So it's just been up to me to wear all the hats in the household. <laughs> me and the horses, me and the ponies. I let the ponies sleep in my bed with Ken. Jack is like, okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> He's like, uh, um, cool. He's Jack's. 
Jack says there are crabs to fry. He has a literal crab wife at the bottom of his pool that he's been trying crab. to lure out. He like goes fishing. He like tries to like put a net down there. He's like put a trap down there to like get her out. Remember <laughs> South corner. Park? Crab people, crab people. No, no. What was that? It was like. It was this episode of South Park where this was like back in like 2003 and they have the Queer Eye guys on, mm-hmm. like the original. And then you realize that they're, they're actually cr- underground crab people who are trying to destroy <laughs> the human race. And they go, crab people, crab. <laughs> <laughs> We're crabs who are people. We love it. Um, and then we go, go to... When she gets suspended... I love too when Lisa's like she's like why did you get physical with Brett Willis and apparently he like asked Danica if she was still game to have a threesome or something and then Lisa goes you should have said stop right there I'm a manager and then she suspends Danica and Danica goes that like ruins my life which I think is exactly (laughs) what Dodie said too when she was suspended in like season one or two yeah, Brett Willis, who's so hot, brings over. <laughs> I think he's really charred, charred and sexy. He is a true. He's he's charred as fu- he looks like someone that like lived through the future battle on Terminator. Yeah, like he's, he's a toasted marshmallow of a man. But I, I'm like into it. <laughs> you know who Danica is? I realized who? she, she and Cola Scola are the same person. She's so good. She is like Cole Scola could play her. Oh, he would do a great Danica. He would do an amazing Danica. And I was like, that I think is why she looks familiar to me or why I like take to her is because I just see Cole Scola in like a wig. Oh my God. Cole is, should, I mean, him venturing into Vanderpump would be. It would be world, like the universe would explode. By the way, if you haven't watched Cola Scola's YouTube special, it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I need to watch that. I still I just, need to watch that. It's just like a 50 minute. Like he just does a bunch of characters and it's amazing. Oh, God love him. Um, but yeah, Danica's like Brett Willis brings over at least a glass of tea. And it's like it's like water with honey in it. Milk. Lisa goes, Lisa goes. There's no tea in the tea. <laughs> she is now I'll drink this tea that has no tea, I guess. Quite possibly the worst cup of tea I've ever quite, seen. Quite possibly the worst cup of tea I've ever had. <laughs> Brett, now you go tell Danica that I'd like to speak with her, please. Thank you. And then Danica comes over and she's like, hi. <laughs> and then the axe comes down on her. But you can tell uh, Lisa kind of kind of likes her, though. Lisa likes anyone that's going to start... Like, Danica isn't disrespectful to Lisa, but she will start drama, so Lisa likes that. I think the problem mm-hmm. with Kristen is that she, like, wouldn't put up with any of Lisa's bullshit. I hope that Dodie busts the, like, Lisa starting fires and, like, orchestrating, like, huge break-ins to her restaurant and cars driving in. I hope Detective Dodie gets on the case and busts that shit wide open. I just hope... I hope Dodie, like, gets her fucking book made into, like, a movie and, like, 
becomes more famous than everyone. I hope that our in our vision of Dodie living in a mansion in Silicon Valley with no walls comes true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that she gets to the be so rich that she just lives in a house with no walls. I hope Dodie gets so rich that she gets uploaded. Mm-hmm. And she becomes the next MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. That's her best revenge. Yeah. On all on all these fucking people. Uh, um, I'm skipping over Stassi's scene with her sister because I truly don't give a shit. Yeah. Truly no. And then Brittany and Stassi FaceTime and Brittany is also incredibly congested. <sighs> and then Stassi, I truly, my jaw was on the floor during this part of the show because Stassi goes so casually she goes so how many times have you thrown up since quarantine and i thought that she was gonna reveal that britney was pregnant and me too i was like oh my god this is how we're doing it and then britney goes i've been doing good even on my drunk days i haven't been getting sick and then she goes i'm not i'm just not getting sick like randomly anymore and then we realized that Brittany Again. has been having such bad stomach issues that every single time she drinks, she wakes up at 7 a.m. and pukes every half hour until 10 p.m. It's it's actually unbelievable and made me sick to my stomach because I was just imagining her throwing up in their house and how there's probably just been throw up everywhere. And then imagine them just getting like blackout together. <laughs> Laura's face right now. And like, he just takes like what? Like 10 shots a night and just gets fucking obliterated. Just like, I mean, I'm, I think a cocktail, her, her thinking why, is so backwards. I'm like, you are one of the reasons. Like a- that people make fun of like dumb Southerners because you're literally like, you are dumb for doing this. Why aren't you drinking? Like a cocktail would be actually better to drink than just a straight shot of alcohol. Yeah. The juice and like whatever sweet flavor was added would like lessen the blow. I feel like, but also, I mean, it's unbelievable though that she, and like we see, we see a flashback of Maloney and Stacy, 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 Stassi taking her yet again to another acid reflux doctor. And he's like, yeah, you really shouldn't drink. And she's like, again, for the second year in a row, she's like, damn, right before we go to Vegas. And last year it was damn right before we go to Max. I was like, why do you always go to the doctor right before a trip where you know you're going to be binge drinking? Yeah. And like, remember that when they went to Mexico? Oh, yeah. It was the same deal. then it it's cuts like, and she's like, honey. Kara's like, who wants a shot? And Brittany's like, bull? <laughs> Three days later. And it's just like, it's like, this is the definition of insanity. And there is a program that talks about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like doing it over and over again, expecting different results. And you don't get the only result you get is you puking in your bathroom at 7 a.m. I think, too, some of the symptoms are like, like tied to emotions and i think it's like a lot has to do with her emotions regarding her relationship with Jax, because clearly it's like 
I think I remember Brittany saying she takes shots because she just doesn't even like the taste of alcohol. So she can just do it really fast and get it over with as opposed to like sipping on a cocktail. But I'm like, honey, that's also a sign from the heavens like you and drinking don't mix. But then also it's like, well, we all know that Jax loves to drink and loves to party. And I don't think he's the kind of person you can be with as a sober person. And I think even if she was sober, like part of her desire to drink has to do with like just shoving the feelings down of I'm with the wrong person. Like, and then yeah, I think and like, the symptoms kind of going away during quarantine is like, well, you're forced to be together. He physically like cannot leave you. Like there's no fear involved in this situation because like there's nowhere to go so you're forced together so you don't have that anxiety so maybe you don't have to drink as much or maybe like those symptoms aren't showing up as much i think that there's it's interesting that during this time unless she's and she also just could be totally lying because she admits that she's lied to like (laughs) several doctors in the past yeah she brings she's like i need i brought my girls here to keep me honest i'm like honey That is not good. That's not healthy. This you have an issue. Like, I used to lie on those like alcohol online tests, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, you know, and like that. I was always like, that's. I mean, I think everyone does, but I was just like, like when if you have to lie to your doctor and you have to have bring your friends to to like keep you honest, like that's. I think it's a little twisted. And I also think, yeah, I think Jax is one of those people that would like make you feel guilty for being sober and like would be really insecure and feel like you're judging him. So he would like make your life hell Mm -hmm. and he would probably, so I think she gets annihilated to, to keep up with him. Yeah. I think she's damned if she does damned if she doesn't. Like, I think he also probably is like a dick to her when she's sick the next day and he's like why'd you do that like why are you drinking and like blah 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 because Stassi's like what's the point of going to the doctor if you're not going to do anything they say and Brittany goes I don't know and then Jax is like yeah that's what I said like you know that either she's fucked either way yeah it's really (laughs) great great best last thing i want to hear before i go to vegas and he's like you can't have balsamic vinaigrette dressing and she's like oh all my favorite things <laughs> and then Stassi goes can you still have ranch and he's like yeah and she's like oh thank god oh Stassi, shut, like, up. shut up please for god's sake find a new shtick find a new shtick find, find a new new shtick find a find new shtick Stassi needs find to like hire a fucking group of people to give her like five ideas a day of just something new that she could be obsessed with. She could fucking afford it. So what she might as well. Yeah. Like, okay. We know you love game of Thrones. You love ranch dressing so much, but find something else. Find a new stick. Find a new stick. Doesn't she like, refer to people as like Meghan Markle's in her basic book. Didn't you and Uh, Simon read a passage? We read several passages, but 
That a lot of what say, I read in that book had to go in one ear and out the other. Like it, it came into my life and left as quickly as I <laughs> like. I immediately, as soon as I finished it, I was like, "Get this out of my life!" and just like gave it away <laughs> to someone and never looked back. I was like, "I can't have this around. I can't retain anything." I was just like, "This is offensive to the entire literary profession." Well, I was going to say, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry just filed a complaint with the LAPD that drones have been flying over their house. Mm-hmm. I saw that graphic that you posted of them. <laughs> the drones flying everywhere. There's a drone. Uh, that's fun. Um, and then we cut to... Jackson and James have like a forced FaceTime conversation that made me truly I, uncomfortable and in my bones. I went, I went, ah! No, 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 no. Well, okay, I love seeing James pick up Raquel from work. Mm-hmm. That was hot to me. James looked hot in quarantine. James is hot. Like, I he is hot. have been saying that, honestly. And now, guess what? He fu- James fucks. James fucks. And he and Raquel have wild sex. They do. They're, so, they're like, more in love now in his sobriety than they've ever been. I love it. Raquel goes... I'm hot, I'm, I'm hot for James and Raquel. I'm hot for them, too. Raquel's like, I don't know if I'm an excellent waitress, but I'm better than when I started. I used to write goat cheese balls, but now I just write out GB. And I was like, Raquel is a genius. There's no (laughs) other way to interpret that. Goat balls. And then James James is waiting in their car and you hear this horrific rap song. (laughs) It's like, he's a top man. She said, let me get you in the jet. It'll be well fed. You'll be oh no in the chair. You'll be well fed. <laughs> I thought it was the jet. Oh, there was a chair. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like in the chair. You'll be well fed. You think I got a high chair, like a like a baby chair, like a high seat yeah. for a baby. <laughs> um, and then James picks Raquel up. It's so hot. They like make out in the parking lot, and then he drives her home. And he goes, "So who was all there tonight? Who'd you work with?" <laughs> And at one point, Raquel goes, he goes, babe, you're like the hottest girl in L.A. And she goes, I might think I might be the hottest girl at Sir. And I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, ah, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. And I was like, oh, my God. This is relationship, true relationship goals. And Raquel's is like. She is the hottest girl. She is the hottest girl. She's the smartest girl, hottest girl. Oh, man, I've been saying that. Yeah. Yeah. They went home and just, like, banged it out. Mm -hmm. They celebrated. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're a top girl. Top girl. (laughs) And she said, let me get you with the jet. Keep you well fed. (laughs) (laughs) what else happened i don't i like blacked out the rest i think um charlie and sheena chat oh and then we have the true mvp scene of the entire secrets revealed app of the entire season where charlie just shits on people she lines them up she is that Nicki minaj Nicki minaj song that's like shitted on him that's what she does in the scene or that song her her song looking where she's out in the desert. Um, yeah, she just, it's her Brett and Dana, like folding napkins before the shift. And it's a wild moment. 
because Dana and Charlie get into it, and we see Charlie is not the to be fucked with. Come out, and Charlie will literally shut you the fuck down. First, Brett comes in, and she goes every with his curly fucking hair, and then everyone's like, "Ooh, your hair!" And Charlie goes, "It looks like you came from Vanderpump Dogs." <laughs> Charlie also says at one point she thanks her her grandmother who's for giving her like witch powers. Mm-hmm. Concepcion Rodriguez gave her the powers to see everyone's shit. And she goes, and Brett's is smelly, which I love. Yeah, she knew. She has the. And gift. so she, she and Jaina, Jaina, <laughs> Jaina, she, <laughs> she, she and Dana just start going at it, and they start talking about pasta, and then Charlie's like. And then Jane is like, oh, don't get, don't get her started on pasta again. And she's like, I just think pasta, it's like really heavy and like it makes your poop really heavy. Because I just, I, I love Dana too, like getting mad about the pasta thing. Like, it's like, okay, clearly you already have like this spoke to your own insecurities so badly that you like can't let it go. It's one of those things like if it, I thought it was hysterical, but you know, sometimes someone says something that annoys you so much and it gets under your skin and it's really more about you than it is about them. Yeah. Like every day of my life. Yeah. The pasta was way more about Dana than it was about Charlie. It's it's not about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. And then Dana's like, so you're just like fat shaming me, like body shaming me. And she's like, that's not what I meant. I meant that you can't poop it out. And she's like, there's nothing better than being able to poop every day. Like, and pasta just like, and I was like, she's fucking right. Like in quarantine, I've been eating a lot of pasta and there are days that I haven't pooped. And like, yeah, I've, I've, a, I've started taking probiotic. Yeah. Charlie. It's been hard. Constipation is it's a on high in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, yeah, she goes. Um, she goes. You can go eat Olive says, Garden. We'll see how you look also, in ten years. <laughs> she also goes. She also goes. Brett, his shit smells, and it probably does because he's like vegan or some shit. And then she also she says pasta is what's wrong with America. And then she's and then Dana goes pasta. Our menu is mostly pasta based. Yeah, Charlie and, hates uh, all the food on the menu. She literally there was a scene of her I think being like telling people like not to get certain things on the menu <laughs> and then she store and then she trolls she goes, dana from being from she goes what are you like from portland or something she goes both of your lips have been open ever since you touched down from portland and i would keep one of them shut and i think she meant her l- mouth lips and her pussy lips yeah <laughs> And then she and then and then Dana goes, I'm actually from Seattle. And she goes, I don't care. You can go to Olive Garden in Seattle. <laughs> and then she Olive gets Garden up. See how you look in 10 years. And then Dana. Dana looks like she's about to her cry. To go home. Yeah. She goes, Charlie goes, you're like 30 working in a restaurant. Like, <laughs> which is. And then Dana really goes, yeah. Cool. I'm, she was like, yeah, I'm starting my life over. Uh, starting from what? Like, OK, but would love to know more. And then Charlie leaves. Then Danica dismisses Charlie, like tells her she's cut and that she needs to go home. And Charlie goes, thank you. I'll gladly go home. Dumb whores. And then she goes, breaks a glass, knocks a glass onto the ground. She goes, oh, broke that. You can clean that up, Dana. Go be the peasant that you are. We didn't know. 
The rage. She pulls a total Jonathan Chabon and calls someone a peasant. She fully goes there into she goes full uncharted food territory. God. <laughs> food god. Charlie is the food god of this of Vanderpump Rules. Food goddess. I can see Jonathan Chabon being like, "Pasta sucks." He also blocked me on Instagram. Oh my god! Amazing. Hmm. he's like um, the jacks of keeping up with the kardashians and then charlie he, is the chabon of vanderbilt yeah wow he jonathan chabon literally t- told some troll that he, that he was a worker <laughs> that like that was his was insult a worker? he goes you're okay worker that's <laughs> <It's> wild like, <laughs> man of the people yeah um so then, I love that's, that's amazing. That's like Kim Kardashian's best friend. I know. And then, so then, that scene is incredible. And then Lisa has to sit down with Charlie. Charlie. She goes, "I heard you were a little cheeky the other day, and that you've been showing up late to work." Didn't you missed your shift. Then Charlie's like, "It was a mistake." And blah, blah, blah. And basically, Lisa tells her, like, it's okay to be cheeky. But then she was mad that Charlie asked Brett if Lisa farts when they work out. (laughs) Everyone's insecure. Charlie asked. Charlie literally just says things and lights up your insecurities. And Lisa likes the cheekiness, but she didn't like Charlie taking it that far. If there's one thing I won't tolerate, it's poop. She goes, is that what you're worried about? The fact that I pass wind? <laughs> that was really, it wasn't about her being late. It was, it was about, she, was she about questioned if Lisa, if Lisa rips ass. <laughs> yeah, it was a fart. It was a fart problem more than anything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Charlie asked the good, the real questions. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think like when she asked Brett that question. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to know that now too. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know. <laughs> Lisa goes. I think a lot of people work at Sir view it as a stepping stone. And I went to where hell like. <laughs> she, well, then she goes, but I want to make sure that they take this as their priority. I'm like, okay. Nice. Okay. Surely, <laughs> whatever you say. When she's asking Charlie to explain, like, why she hates Brett so much, and Charlie gives, like, the abridged history, and she goes, Brett asked me out, and I was like, okay, fine, fair enough. Which I love fair enough as a response of, like, someone <laughs> showing interest in you. You're like, fair enough. <laughs> Incredible. Truly, every word that comes out of her mouth is magic. Where was she? This They deprived us. They really, they actually did. They are it's sitting kind of on a shocking. pot of fucking gold. And truly, she can rile people up so easily. <laughs> like, all she has to be is, like, she doesn't even say a statement. She just asks a question. And then, like, even Lisa got her panties in a twist. <laughs> and they're not, like, they're not, like, oh, th- did she fuck him or did he fuck her? It's, does she fart? Does she like- <laughs> fart when she works out with you? And then it's, like fully she doesn't even say anything either yeah like she's like i don't like pasta like i've never eaten it in my life and then it and then you see dana's the tears in dana's eyes 
Dana was like on the verge of tears. Yeah, fully self-combusted. I'm from Seattle. I'm actually from Seattle, so uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting my... She also goes, you're like 38. She didn't just say 30. She's <laughs> 38? She goes, you're like... I think she said, you're 38, and you're like working <laughs> at a restaurant. I love you're 38 to Dana, who's like 29. Dana's like 12. Uh, I'm actually from Seattle, so what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> um, oh, God. Is that kind what of, you're worried about? The fact that I pass wind? Pass wind. And then... Then Jax and Stassi are forced to FaceTime. And then Jack, Stassi's like, I'm drinking every day. And then Jax is like, I'm actually inhaling things. And I was like, are you just like fully admitting that you're doing blow now? But I think he yeah. meant that he's like smoking weed. But that's a weird way. I've never heard someone say. Or like food. Inhaling. He's talking about like, like inhaling food. All seemed weird. Their conversation made me also physically uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then he and Bo had like a snooze combo about a stupid tattoo. It's kind and of that, it. That was pretty much it. There's a moment where Jax is in Vegas and he leans over, coked out, coked the fuck out to Schwartz. And he goes, your wife's got an amazing ass. Juicy. People pay for asses like that. And I was like. You 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 went. <laughs> yeah, that's. I also think Katie probably hated hearing that. No one. I mean, ha- aren't wives like awful? Like you don't talk about the wives. You know what I mean? Like you just like. But he can Schwartz. Isn't that rule number one that, of hetero hell? You don't talk about the yeah, wives. But Schwartz would never like stand up to him. No, he's like, oh man, <laughs> that's Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh <laughs> like pushes his sunglasses his like glasses up now he's like it's pat <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> the craziest character ever i was like these the show of losers i can't it's all losers than sheena and charlie Sheena made and, the and, right and choice Danica. by Oh and Danica getting on Charlie's good side. Like Sheena joined forces with Charlie out the gates. Was like, I'm not letting this bitch say shit she, about me. She did it with Kara too. Mm-hmm. Sheena knows. Sheena she knows, knows where, where to, the bread is buttered and like where the show's headed. I think that Charlie's like somewhat psychic. Sheena is channeling something as well. Or she'll trust a guru. And then Kara, Danica is truly a bat out of hell. I want Tanika to load them in her breathalyzer car and speed off into the night, <laughs> shooting a gun into the air. <laughs> and Kara's just like a rogue demon. Yeah, Kara just pops up whenever you least expect it. And goes, hey. <laughs> 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 It's all fine. It's fine. Everything's okay. Oh my god. Well, I guess Can't we have the reunions be. now, right? Yeah, Zoom reunion. Who do you think Max slept with? 
who do you, like the big confessions coming of like who else Max fucked? I kind of hope it's Dodie, but I don't yeah. think it is. It could be. I mean, they didn't show like Charlie in the reaction. They didn't show Danica in the reaction. Yeah, I think it's either. I think it's one of them. One of the new girls. I or yeah, because everyone else is. Everyone else is like up. married, yeah. So it, I mean, or it's Janet, Janet, or someone It'd be else, like, if like it a was friend Dodie. of, yeah. Well, but that's about it that we have to look forward to until who knows if we'll get when the next season will even happen. I want everyone to stream Chromatica at, when it comes out at midnight. Yeah, please. I, if you are listening right now, you need. I hope that you stream Chromatica and just turn the volume down, even when you're not listening to it, and just let it keep streaming. I want it yeah, to get forty need, billion streams. We need. We need to get a number one album out of this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that it's coming out because when it was supposed to come out, and it was postponed i was like god that's so far away and then now here we are and time just passes and takes us all prisoner one by one thank god for it though Mm -hmm. you can follow me at at lady gaga (laughs) on twitter and instagram and you can follow lars at ariana grande Mm -hmm. at twitter and instagram and uh, that's that. Ta-ta for now. Thank you. Thank you for joining thank, me. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be on your podcast. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast, darling. Thank you, Lars. Thank you, Caddy. Bye. Bye. I know, I know <laughs> I'm feeling. Because I know, I know I'm feeling. Because I know, I know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.